Weed, marijuana, ganja, reefer, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same plant and it's all cannabis. Welcome to the Real Health for Real Life podcast. This week, Brandy is back, my first reoccurring guest, and we're talking all things cannabis. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Real Health for Real Life podcast. I am Lisa, and I have a special guest joining me. Brandy is back. Um, For those of you that have not heard um, the episode, Brandy was with me for episode nine, and we talked about um, holistic nursing and holistic healthcare. That was published back um, in April of this year. So feel free to go and listen to that episode once you're done this one, if you want to hear more on Brandy's background. But we are talking all things cannabis today. So like I said, in case you didn't hear that episode, we're just going to get, I'm going to throw it over to Brandy here just to give a quick little intro um, of who she is and what she does. And then we're going to get into all things cannabis. Welcome back, Brandy. Thanks, Lisa. It's so exciting to be back. I had so much fun last time and we kept going back to cannabis on last (laughs) time's episode. So now we actually get to talk about it. But to start, uh, yes, for anyone who didn't hear, I'm a holistic nurse coach, registered nurse, and plant medicine educator, right now mainly focusing on cannabis and helping people understand the endocannabinoid system and everything they can do to nourish and tone that to live their best, healthiest lives. Perfect. I love that you said that because, yeah, we did get a little off topic last time, but we are also longtime friends too. So, and we were catching up, and I love that we reconnected and are together again, sharing yes. our similar interests. Although I have to admit, I am very green. Oh, pun in- no pun intended there. I'm very green when it comes to cannabis. Um, I don't know a lot about it. So, I'm really excited to have you here, and I'm going to learn more myself too. Um, but I feel like a good place to start would be um, the reason main reason why I asked you back is, well, A, we have a lot to talk about, and B, I had a lot of questions for you after you were on the first time. So how about we start with those and uh, see where that takes us. I know you guys can't see, but Brandy did bring some goodies with her as well (laughs) that we will go into, I'm sure, more in detail. I'm excited to hear about it. Um, But let's start off, like I said, let's just start off with some of the questions that I got. So Brandy, the main question that I got is you talked about how cannabis helps you lose a significant amount of weight. And of course, that's probably something that a lot of people would be interested in because everybody's looking for advice in that area, I feel like. Um, But the number one question I was getting was how (laughs) do you use cannabis to lose weight since a common known side effect of indulging in cannabis is getting quote unquote, the munchies. (laughs) So can you walk us through that? Explain us that a little bit. So I think um, for people to understand cannabis, they first need to understand that we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. Uh, This system was discovered over 30 years ago when they took some, they realized that cannabis was making people, you know, feel good and feel high and they wanted to see how it functioned in the body. So, So they put some dye on it and traced it throughout the body, kind of how they do for different procedures. People have heard that, um, within the Western model, right? If you're looking to see uh, blood flow or if there's a tumor, things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So uh, they did that and they found, what they found is all these receptors throughout our bodies. So we actually have what's called the endocannabinoid system and there are receptors located CB1 and CB2 throughout almost every tissue in your body. Um, the, endocannabinoid, the endocannabinoid system's job is to maintain homeostasis and prevent disease and aging. So when we're talking about cannabis for weight loss and like munchies and things like that it's there's so much more to it than just like I get high and then I eat right there's a whole body system that's working 
um, to kind of control all the systems that are that like just to maintain balance within your body. Right. So yes, THC can stimulate your appetite, but CBD can also work to suppress it. And then there's so many other things with the, and I brought some cannabis flower today to show there's about 500 different compounds that we know of at this point in cannabis flower. Um, and your body knows how to use those. And now I'm going to lose my track. <laughs> well, and let's just touch base. Cause I heard you say, and it's funny because it's, it's a good lead in because the other question that I got, and this is going to be useful information for me as well. You said CBD and THC. Correct. Let's dive into those a little bit because those are, I'm sure most people have heard of those, but they don't know what the difference is. So you said one, I already forget which one you said, one increases your appetite and one can suppress it. So I think a better place for us, yeah, to understand um, cannabinoids. So we make endogenous cannabinoids inside our own bodies, which are anandamide and 2-AG. THC and CBD are what we call phytocannabinoids because they come from the plant. And when your endocannabinoid system is out of balance, um, there's all kinds of things we can do for that, by the way. We do breath work. Nutrition is one of the main things, um, especially with omega-3s. Breath work, yoga, exercise, like any type of enjoyable exercise, things like that can also nourish and tone your ECS. Right. But when it comes, if you are deficient and you're suffering from pain or, you know, you can't sleep or you're having any chronic illnesses, um, then we turn to phytocannabinoids to help supplement that as you would supplement your diet with vitamin D because you can't get enough things like that, right? So the phytocannabinoids, THC, CBD being the main two that people will hear of, THC has gotten a really bad rap. Um, So some people will take, and I have an isolate here on me, a CBD isolate here, which is a good place to start for some people because it's not going to get you, you don't get the psychoactive, the high feeling from it. Yeah, so so CBD is not the, the, what that makes you feel high. That's the THC. Okay. Perfect. Oh, this is like an oil. I'm going to take pictures of this. I'll post it um, on my Instagram and Facebook just so you can actually see what we're talking about. So it's like a little, is it an oil? This is a tincture, yeah. And you yeah. would put it under your tongue. Under your tongue, and yeah. And then this is a really good way for people to start. You can get them mainly CBD. You can get whole plant, which um, again, coming back to the fact that the flower, which I'll bring out here for you. So something like this, like, sorry, so something like this, like the CBD oil, what would this do? Like, what would this be used for? All kinds of things. Yeah. Um, pain, inflammation, like each cannabinoid. So whether it's THC, CBD, CBG, CBN, they all work for different things. And then when you add in the other, the other 500 compounds of cannabis being terpenes, we talked about last time, which is what gives plants their taste and their scent. Mm-hmm. So we talked about essential oils. If you combine the different cannabinoids with the different terpenes, you will get different effects. Right. So this is why cannabis is, um, cannabis therapy is very individualized because depending on what you are living with and what your goals are, which is my main priority as a cannabis nurse is to help people figure out what their goals are and then guide them appropriately to find products that will help them. Yeah. I feel like there's just such a big um, misconception, you know, that people, there are so many people that want to try these products Mm -hmm. and experiment with them, but they don't want to be like that stoner on TV. Right. And they don't, they still like people don't understand that you can use these products medicinally um, it's not necessarily that recreational high that everybody's going to get. Like mm-hmm. if you can, you can take them and still have total, like total control of your body. Yeah. You know, you don't feel that buzz or high or whatever. You, um, correct my lingo at any time, please. Um, but like I said, I think that's more the stigma about it. If people are scared because they don't want to lose that control. They just, they want to feel better, but they're, 
they don't want the high that goes with it. Yeah. And it's been, it, cannabis has been stigmatized, right? It's been heavily politicized. Um, and we go back, this is what's helped me a lot is understanding the history of it and why that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so cannabis is a plant and it can help us treat over a hundred chronic illnesses. Okay. So getting back to the weight loss and the munchies, um, but you had mentioned how um, it can suppress your appetite, but yet for some people it's beneficial to increase your appetite. Absolutely. There's patient populations out there. Um, I worked in with uh, HIV and people living with HIV AIDS or people who have cancer, people who are undergoing chemotherapy. These are all patients who would benefit from some appetite stimulation, right? They can't, they can't keep weight on There's failure to thrive. So but again, it's kind of fine tuning that for you, depending on what kind of conditions you're living with and what else you are doing that impacts your ECS. Right. So what were you, so just to clarify one more time, which one increases appetite and which one suppresses it? And this is, this isn't a direct science. So just, it's not right. like people go out there and get this and get this. It's not going to work. Well, that's right? just, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a good time to throw in there too. Like this is just purely for your information. This is none of this is to be taken as medical advice. Absolutely. Um, if you need more information on any of this, um, I'm going to put Brandy's link and contact info on my Facebook and Instagram again. And by all means, you can talk to any medical professional that you deal with um, before experimenting in any of this. Again, purely for your own information here um, and not to be taken as direct medical advice. Yes, yes. Brandy's not telling you to take this and you're going to lose weight. <laughs> no, if anyone it's... is looking for a consult, please reach out and we, I can go through. Because another thing about having a consult consult is if you are, um, I go through your medications and everything else that you're doing and dealing with, and then I can guide you best on that. Yes, there is a whole process to it. This is just kind of a general, (laughs) general overview. Exactly. Okay, back to our talk. What were we talking about now? Oh, yes. um, THC can stimulate your appetite. And that's where people kind of get the munchies and people, right, think like of the movies they've seen and that kind of behavior and culture. But I mean, a simple one for that is don't order pizza when you get the munchies, have some delicious fruit, vegetables, um, hummus, things like that on hand, and then you can munch on those all you want. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of those foods are actually ECS boosting as well. So it's a win-win. Win-win. That's my number one advice when people ask me about like, um, in my training business about like losing weight and nutrition, like don't buy it. <laughs> if you don't buy it, you can't eat it. Exactly. Right? Um, Cool. So that was one of the main questions I had. Another oh, question. Another point on that, at least. Actually, I just, I have notes this time. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. That um, stop it anytime. Because going back to how the ECS actually works, um, cannabis has properties that helps to regulate your blood sugar and insulin, right? It's very good for people who are living with diabetes. And the research shows long-term cannabis consumers are actually healthier. They have lower body mass index. And I mean, I've experienced this myself and my husband as well, that once we started kind of embracing cannabis and making a part of our daily life and our routine and understanding it more, like then our bodies are just more functional and healthier in every way. Like more, like all of our fitness markers, flexibility, endurance, lung health, cardiovascular capacity, things like that. They've all improved. I love that. Okay. Cannabis. Question here. This we just, you said lung health. Yes. So that might be another um, misconception because a lot of people, when they think cannabis, they relate it to smoking, right? Cause you're smoking it and inhaling it. So explain that a little bit. Like, is that, um, is that something people should be concerned about? Like, should they be concerned with their lung health if they are smoking cannabis? So again, all the long-term studies show that the benefits is a risk versus a risk versus benefit thing. And the risks are, um, when you are smoking. So whether that be, uh, joints, pipes, bongs, anything like that, 
it's the byproducts of combustion that you are going to get harmful effects from, right? Kind of like, like the just lighting paper inhaling, but um, the benefits are greater. The only thing is when you light the plant medicine on fire, you burn a lot of the medicinal properties off. So this little, and again, sorry guys, you can't see, but this is a dry plant, uh, dry flower vaporizer. And this is one of my favorite ways of consuming because you just grind up the flour, put it in there. Okay. And then it heats it. So you get it, but you're not burning it. Oh, cool. Okay. Right? So again, you'll still get the cannabinoids, the terpenes, as long as you have you're using whole flour. And then again, another beautiful thing that I love to do is once you've vaped this, I collect all of this. And this is how I make my bath products and my beauty products, my skin, my scrub, like my skin cream, all that kind of stuff. How cool this. is that? Okay. So I had no idea. using medicine, right? And I had no idea. Like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not educated on this at all. And I like, I, that's really cool. I really like that. Yeah, the whole vape. So when you vape it, it doesn't actually ignite it. Exactly. It just it doesn't heats light it. on fire, just heats it, creates a nice vapor, and then you get your medicine that way. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because um, there are there's a ton of different ways. I mean, there's I mean, we could get into that too later, like just the whole edibles thing and you know, your thoughts absolutely. on that. And, um so what what's next? Do you have your little cards in front of you there? <laughs> well, because then we're talking about some people who don't like smoking. So vaping is definitely a good option. The thing that people, um, a lot of people want to go to edibles and I caution against that, especially for people who are cannabis naive. So this is your first time. And the reason being is again, understanding how cannabis works in the body. If you take this vape or you take a couple hits off a joint, um, that's going to take effect fairly soon, but it's only going to last for an hour or two in your system. Right. And it's much easier to dose if you're just taking one puff, two puffs and stop. If you take an edible and a lot of people are like, oh, it's a cookie. You need to know, first of all, what the dosing is. Is it, Are you eating a whole cookie? Very unlikely. You're going to be only eating a part of it. And who can do that? Yeah. Right. I mean, some of the ones I've tasted, unless you're making your own, but some of them, like, they're not, they're not very tasty. So that's okay. But you can make your own edibles and they are delicious. But I mean, you make a bunch of gummies and you're just sitting there shoving gummies in your face. Like it's a bowl of popcorn. You can't do that. Right. Cause you're going to be, yeah. you're going to be feeling those effects pretty good. The only thing is there, those effects can take up to two hours to kick in. So this is where people get into trouble, right? Is like, if I smoke this right now, you'll see like, I'll be feeling it pretty soon. But if I take an edible, it's not going to hit me right away. So if you're sitting there and you're at a party or you, you want the effects, you're in pain, whatever it is, and you start eating more, now you're going to get into the overconsumption yeah. because by the time that kicks in, it's going to then kick in more because you've double dosed right yeah i have heard of that like yeah. of people doing that exactly that you know they take one gummy and they don't feel anything so they take another one and then yeah. they're just like not enjoying t their time mm -hmm. um so okay let's talk about overconsumption a little bit then what would be um something that if um this did happen to somebody what would be something they could do the first thing you need to do is remember that cannabis is a plant and it is like it people have been using it for five to ten thousand years no one has ever died from cannabis consumption. That is not, no one's ever overdosed on it. Um, usually what you're feeling if you've over consumed cannabis is going to be anxiety, right? It can induce anxiety attacks. So just get in your mind very clear that I am safe. This is not going to harm me. This is a plant. Another thing is this bottle of CBD. So CBD works to kind of tone down the effects of THC because it's the THC that's going to be giving you that high, that paranoia feeling. Um, CBD can help you something else like chewing on some black peppercorns. We're talking about the ECS and this is where the understanding of how that works is really helpful. Um, but these other like black peppercorns can help because there's uh, a terpene in there that helps to also downplay the THC for you. 
Okay, so back to the, the topic or the question there about the people that don't want to smoke. What are other options? Okay, so if they don't want to smoke, then, um, and vaping, because that's the thing too, and I, when I talk to um, my clients, right, if vaping, you need to buy the flower, you need to buy the vape, and you need to buy a grinder, right? So if that's too much paraphernalia to have around, or if they're uncomfortable with that to start, then I think that a tincture is a really good place to start. Um, and you can get tinctures with all kinds of different cannabinoids. This one we have right here that, sorry guys, you can't see, but this is just straight CBD, but you can get some that have a higher CBD to THC ratio, which will help for people who are looking um, to not have the euphoric high feeling during the day or at any time if they don't want. And for people like, don't be afraid of the euphoric feeling. I know we're taught that it's bad and I know there's a lot of stigma around it, but it is actually really healing and mm -hmm. really helpful as well. And I think just to throw this, I think it's just a good advice. Just start small. You know, like start because I mean now with how it's so available now, I feel I shouldn't say it's so available. It's way more available now than it was, say, when we were younger, Absolutely. you know, and I mean, you can go to these dispensaries and you can talk to people. And well, I would like to think most of them are pretty educated and know their stuff. Sometimes you get lucky, I guess, and get a good yeah. one. Um, but if you do a little bit of your own research and just start with a very small dose and then kind of work your way up. Right? Well, and that's a, a saying in the cannabis community, right, is start low and go slow. Yeah. Right. Um, less is more when it comes to cannabis. I know everyone and like even me when I said last time, like <laughs> how part of my weight loss was my bong and burpees. Right. But that's not for everyone. And that's not even for me anymore. Like I don't even my cannabis consumption now that I've included other modalities um, to help regulate my ECS is dropped off quite a bit. Mm hmm which is wonderful because cannabis is expensive. So if you're looking to save some money, I can also help you with that. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's another good lead in too, is even like price point. Like say, yeah. for example, like this tincture of like, it doesn't say how many mils are in here, 30 mils. Um, what would a prox like ballpark? That's not even, I couldn't even give you because this is 30 mils, but there it's a 30 mil bottle, but there's a thousand milligrams of CBD in it. Oh, okay. So oh, that okay. depends. Yes. And if you're adding different cannabinoids and if there are the terpenes in it, because this is where, um, now we're jumping off this one, but that's okay. Sorry, people. Follow us. Oh, yeah. So we're kind of <laughs> this is what happens. We kind of get off topic. Yeah. We will circle back to everything. Okay. Um, okay. So like I said, that's a bad example. But okay. So it's a vaporizer, for example, like for a price point on like the little one you have here. Like, a Again, like this one here, I think was 200, but I mean, you can get some for $70 that are decent okay. and up. Like you can, there's a whole, I mean, counterculture is huge. And now that people, it is legal in Canada, you can get all kinds of really interesting things. Okay, cool. The thing about the vaporizer too, is it does not smell the same. So people who want it a little more discreet, whereas some people, especially people who are a little more old school, they're going to prefer the scent, right? Right. Of the um, cannabis and just the ritual of rolling a joint and all of that. Okay. So yeah. Um, okay. Were we, sorry. Were we finished? Okay. Other <laughs> methods. <laughs> um, we're topic jumping today, folks. That's yes. okay. Okay. So not smoking, not tinctures, smoking. vapors. What else do we got um, on that list? So tinctures, vapors, there are, like I said, topicals, which I make a lot my own at home, but you can uh, purchase as well. So like creams, uh, pain salves, you can get, like you can get bath products with it in that you can soak. I, mm -hmm. That's something I love to do after I work out is soak in the tub. Did I say patches already? Suppositories, women, if you have cramps when you're menstruating, you can get suppositories to help you with that. Um, there are pills, you can eat it. Like now we're talking about uh, cannabis raw. And this is the thing that people don't know too, is that like even the cannabis flower, I'll just eat a little bit of this, right? Because when we're talking cannabinoids, THCA and CBDA, which are the acid version are on the plant like this. But once you heat it up, 
whether you cook it to put in edibles or you heat it up with the vapor, or you light it on fire, then that's when it's going to convert into THC and CBD. But there's still really good healing properties in the THCA and the CBDA. Okay, well, so basically <laughs> bottom line is if you followed us there, a lot of other options. So many options. If you don't want to smoke it. Absolutely. Um, so this would be something that would be individual. Again, these aren't... Um, individual recommendations these are kind of blanket statements here for yes. general information yeah. um but yeah so just it's it's a very very personalized thing absolutely my role as a cannabis nurse is to help teach people about the endocannabinoid system and the plant but then the plant teaches you about yourself and it's you go on your own journey with it and heal your body okay so now that we talked about all these different modalities and methods um and how to um take it, if you will, um, for lack of a better word. Um, let's talk about where to get it. So um, cannabis is now legal in Canada. So we do have uh, legal dispensaries. Um, we also have the government that you can get it straight from, but you said they send it in the mail that way, right? You can yeah, order online. Going, like through the medical programming. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about that. So what are some of the sources? Where, where can people get it? So you can go through, like we said, the medical, and that's um, a benefit for some people, especially if they, you know, don't mind having someone control their cannabis consumption for them. But there's a lot of people who would rather learn about it and do it on their own. And that's kind of my role, right? But if you want to go see a doctor, they will guide you and then you can uh, potentially get it covered and have access, different access that way. The thing that I really don't like about our medical system is that it does come in the mail and a really important part of choosing cannabis for me is getting your nose and smelling it um, and getting your eyes on it, right? Because you want to see, that's the other thing, not all cannabis is created equal. So you want it to be, um, sorry guys, pulling it out again, but like this cannabis flower, you want it to have a nice color, you want it to have a beautiful scent to it, and you want it to be covered in some crystals because that's where the most concentration of the medicine is. But if you're ordering it through the mail, you're not going to see that. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm a harm reductionist, so I mean, people have access however they have access. Cannabis was here long before the government took control of it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of people who uh, lost their lives and their livelihoods and are still in jail, in prison for cannabis. So there's some issues there with me, but that's a different story. So no matter where you get your cannabis from, what I like to teach people is the flow criteria, because this is really important. So the flow criteria, like literally F-L-O-W, F stands for flower derived. Um, there is cannabis that you can get sometimes sourced from hemp, but when we want it, we want it coming from the flower tops because that's where the majority of the medicine is gonna be. The next part is L for lab tested. This one is really important. Lab testing is going to tell you not only your cannabinoid profile, your terpene profile, the potency and purity of that, but more importantly really is that it is safe from pesticides and mold because if you are, like you don't want to ingest that. Right. And if you are someone who has lung issues, right, and you vaporize or smoke it, you're going to be causing some, you, can, you could be putting yourself at more risk for that. Um, and I have seen some recently I've had some, so that's make sure you check your cannabis right. and break it, it up before yeah. you, before you consume it. Um, the O in flow stands for organic. You always want it to be organic and that goes for everything involved in it. So if you have flour, you want the flour organic, but if you have a tincture, you want all the ingredients in the tincture or the edibles to be organic as much as possible. And then W is for whole plant medicine. So this is where, um, talking again about the flour and how there's over 500 compounds in that. If you break down it, if you break down the plant and say you have the CBD isolate right here, you're only getting the CBD. 
right? So the rest of the compounds, the rest of the cannabinoids, they work in a way what's called the entourage effect and they enhance each other and they work better together. So if you have pain, people are like, oh, I just want CBD. But if you combine some THC with that and some other like terpenes, that's going to be more effective for your pain. Because again, your body knows how to use this plant, right? Mm-hmm. And if you break it apart and you just pull up pieces of it, it's not going to work as well. So regardless of where you access it, just try to flow, follow that flow criteria. Okay. So another one of the questions, um, we're going to switch uh, gears a little bit here. So we're going to go in another question that I got um, was about sleep. Um People, uh, again, that's a common side effect of it is that you have this great little high, this buzz, and then you get really tired. So people that want that effect, you know, like if they're having, if they're struggling with sleep rather than taking um, like a prescription sleep med, um, how could cannabis help them out? I love that you uh, mentioned uh, the prescriptions as well. Cause yeah, I definitely, anytime anyone can get away from polypharmacy, cause that's something that does work to dysregulate your endocannabinoid system. So when we talk about cannabis and sleep my first question would be to someone like why are you having trouble sleeping is it pain is it anxiety and racing thoughts at night or like you just what's going on and with the right combination of cannabis it it does have sedating properties certain terpenes like myrcene is a good one for that and at the end of the day you take that and you will get that nice relaxing let your body kind of just like so many people all day long right they're just holding their breath and they're so Mm -hmm. anxious and they're so tight and tense Cannabis can help dissolve that at the end of the day for you and get you nice and cozy before bed and then shut your mind off as well, which is beautiful because we're always thinking about so much, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's a, that's probably the number one, you know, like I, I'm guilty of that too. Like I lie down at the end of the day, my body's tired, mm-hmm. but my brain is just like, just gone. Pew, 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 you know, and it's like, yeah, that's right. I wanted to ask you too, how you're doing with the meditation. <laughs> You know what? I'm working on it. I am working on it. There you go. So I don't know if you missed that in our last episode. I talked about Bernie about how I'm a, a a lackluster meditator, and I wish I could do more. And I really need to work on that. But maybe cannabis can help me do that. Absolutely. The thing, the beautiful thing about cannabis is that um, you start taking it for one thing, and then you soon realize that it's helping with all these different areas, right? So even me, like going way back, um, I first, not first, but my like, reintroduction into it was a friend gave me some and it was to help me get to sleep because my, it just wasn't working. It was not, I was not sleeping well at all. And then, you know, then you start noticing, oh wait, like I'm not in pain anymore. Oh, hang on. My mood's a little bit better. Let's go. Oh, could it be the can? It's the cannabis. Yeah. It's the cannabis because you have an endocannabinoid system that knows how to use it. And then you just get all the benefits. You start using it for one thing and you'll just see it kind of make improvements across different areas of your life. That's, uh, yeah, that's really cool how it can do, this one plant can do so much for us. Um, Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. You said pain, for example, you know, like, um, if it is pain, keeping up like joint pain or like Mm -hmm. physical pain. um, I'll take, I'll let you take that from there. How does that, how does that help you with pain? So again, um, the endocannabinoid system controls all of our body systems right and so when we are in pain it is a signaling system in our body and it works to dampen that down um cannabis for pain a lot of times migraines for people vaping really quick at the onset is really good for that uh people who are living with arthritis so even me i had chronic pain with my fascia so a lot of topicals was really good for that as well when it comes to chronic pain another thing is movement is so important right when you are in pain, you stop moving and then you just get more stiff and more bound. Mm-hmm. 
which just increases the pain. Whereas if you had some cannabis, you would feel better. It helps to reduce the inflammation, helps to control the pain, and then you can actually move. So for a lot of people, medicating before they work out or before they you know go for a walk is really beneficial. You mentioned topicals there, and I don't know if you, you did say you make your own. Yeah. So I'm just curious. I don't know if you're willing to divulge your your secret recipe, but just uh, what else would so a topical? What else would you put in it? Like like coconut oil or something, or like what would you make it to make it like a like a topical, like a yeah. salve? I use um, coconut oil, shea butter, a whole bunch of different mango butter, and then putting in different um, again combining the whole plant, putting back in different uh, essential oils, right? Lavender oils, linalool. So that's in some of the cannabis. And just, yeah, there's all kinds of recipes out there you can find. Yeah, very It's been cool. a lot of fun. Okay, so back to my questions here. One of the final questions that I got asked after you came on um, my first episode was about um, anxiety and depression. And I mean, there is a lot of that going on in our world, especially right now at this crazy, uh, unprecedented time we're living in. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. If someone's feeling a little overwhelmed or a little stressed out, um, how can cannabis help them out? So this is one where, um, like you said, a lot of people are dealing with and people need to be a little more cautious with, because if you're already living with some anxiety, cannabis can, it has what's called a biphasic effect. So it can help in certain doses, but then it can also hinder, right? So let's say THC. THC in smaller doses can help reduce anxiety, but as we've already talked about, THC in higher doses is what can induce anxiety attacks and the paranoia that goes along with it. And then on the opposite end of that, CBD in smaller doses has been known to cause a little bit of anxiety, but then in higher doses can work to calm it down. Okay, cool. I like that. Um, so what about the whole like um, depression thing? So that's like kind of the anxiety side of it. Yeah. So what about like the depression side of it? What if you are looking for something to lift you up a little bit? And again, right? So that's one of the beautiful things about cannabis. And we see that often is like it's getting lifted and lifting your mood, mm -hmm. right? Um so also great for depression and then other mental health concerns as well schizophrenia ptsd it's one of the most wonderful things for ptsd um something that's something i live with myself and when it comes to doing the work and understanding like because ptsd is trauma right mm -hmm. and for that you kind of need to work through and all these are anxiety depression ptsd they're all kind of rolled into one well they're not rolled into one but i mean someone who's living with one could be living with the other of course depending. yeah um and where is that trauma so understanding where it comes from and cannabis also has properties that help you to tap into places within yourself that you didn't know were there right and mm -hmm. kind of do that work and then work through those things if that makes sense yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> and then when you combine it like one of my favorite things to do is combine cannabis with meditation or cannabis with yoga right which are both inner body intuitive uh, practices and when you combine those together you get a better a better result yeah that's amazing I, I'm, I'm more relaxed already we're just talking about it yeah exactly yeah i have to admit i didn't uh, yeah exactly getting those good terpenes okay so i feel like we covered a lot of information here so um information. yeah i mean again if there's any questions or you want more information please reach out i will post um 
Brandy's info on my Facebook and Instagram pages that you can reach out to her. Um, but just real health for real life. So Brandy, for someone listening to this that would like to start integrating cannabis into their uh, lifestyle, whether they have um, any one of the many disorders, uh, <laughs> medical conditions you have written down here that cannabis can help or not, if they just want to try it, um, where, where would someone start? In summary. In <laughs> That's Lisa trying to keep me short and sweet, but I don't know if that's <laughs> possible, people. Um, so, like you said, so there's so many conditions, and I don't even know. I always forget to mention them, but like any anyone who's listening that's living with uh, migraines or irritable bowel syndrome, multiple sclerosis, HIV/AIDS, cancer, seizure disorders, if you have chronic pain, if you're struggling with your mental health. Um, like Parkinson's, there is literally, like I said, over a hundred chronic conditions that cannabis can help you with. Or if you just want to lift your mood and feel good mm -hmm. and you've had a, you know, it's been a tough day or you've had a tough year and you just want to, <laughs> you just want to feel better about life and stuff, then get some cannabis. The first rule that like we mentioned is start low and go slow. When it comes to cannabis, less is definitely more. So please don't overdo it. And if you do, make sure you have your CBD on hand. Make sure you have a friend with you who can keep you calm and tell you that this is plant is natural. I know you've been trained and there's so much stigma around it, but it, it's not going to harm you. It is very helpful and healing for your body. And to remember that, that you have an endocannabinoid system. Everybody does, all mammals do. This is why the deer were enjoying yes. cannabis. Yep. Yes. <laughs> So, um, right, your body knows how to use this plant. So just it's medicine. And whether you are using it medicinally or recreationally, I believe we're all self-medicating, right? Um, start low, go slow. Remember the flow criteria. So flower-derived, lab-tested, organic, and whole plant. You want all, like the plant knows, you want all of those compounds as much as possible to be helping you. And if you are someone who lives with, um, conditions or you're on some medications and you know there's a you're afraid of the stigma or anything like that please reach out and we can do a consult and we can get you started that way and I feel like there's a lot of um uh, there's a lot of hesitation here but there's mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of trial and error here too you know because everybody is so unique and there's so many different options for you not only in the options um of methods like i said vaping smoking all that stuff but just the different percentages and the different um sorry you do i don't it's not strains it's cultivars cultivars thank you very much um the different types right so i mean don't let one bad experience ruin it for you Absolutely. you know like there's there's so many other different things to try and i i love the low and slow thing because then if you do try something and you're not a big fan of it you only took a little bit of it and then you know that's not for you and you can move on. Exactly. Like when you, if you go to the dispensary and it's, it is overwhelming there, you're going to have so many different things happening. And as you mentioned, um, the people there, the bud tenders, they may or may not know. They do get some training, but they are not medical professionals and they don't understand cannabis or the ECS as well as um, cannabis nurses do. <laughs> uh, healthcare professionals don't in general either because this isn't stuff that we're taught in school, right? And that is a business thing. It is uh, cannabis can replace a lot of your pharmaceuticals, but that's bad news for the pharmaceutical company. Right. But it's great news for your body. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and I mean, I feel like this is a good, another good point just to plug in here. Again, this is general information um, and you need to do your own research on this and you, you need to be the advocate for your own health. And I, I advise people on that on anything. 
yes. when it comes to their health. Absolutely. Right? Don't yeah. just take what your doctor tells you. Your doctor's supposed to be a consultant yeah. in your health. Don't just agree with whatever he says. It's, you know, my body, my choice. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Right. And yeah, you need to be your own advocate. And uh, if this is something that you want to try, there's other modalities um, to um, get information on it and to access it. Um, one thing I just want to touch on quickly too is storing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I have my cannabis. Where do I keep it? If you have kids in the house, definitely away from them. Um, I mean, it is, it's safe for everyone, but we don't want any adverse reactions with children. Um, but if you, like, you want to keep it out of the light, it is light sensitive. So I put mine in mason jars and away, airtight. Um, if it's gummies, I mean, they make the gummies in all kinds of fun mm -hmm. looking shapes and you can't tell them apart, right? Just make sure you store it away from yeah, people who like pets and children and people you don't want. Yeah, it's, access like to. I said, it's it's medicine. You want to keep it. You want to treat it as if you would any other medication yeah. you bring into your house. Exactly. Okay, good to know. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. I know we covered a lot of information and we tried to have a, somewhat of a flow for you. Um, we did jump around a little bit, so I hope everybody followed that okay. Um, if not, just listen to it again. Exactly. If you and have questions. Again, I, can't, I, I know I said it before, but if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to reach out, um, please do. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Real Health for Real Life Podcast. Brandy can be found. So the website's under construction right now, but info at greenthumbnursing.com right now or Perfect. on Facebook, Green Thumb Nursing. Perfect is where you can find her. I'll link all this up on my um, social media pages so it can be more easily found. Um, but I want to thank you so much for coming back. Um, being my first reoccurring guest, very yes. exciting. Thank um, you for having me. And again, uh, maybe you'll be, maybe she'll be back in the future. We'll talk about something else. There's so much more to talk about. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. And for anyone who is listening, please enjoy your cannabis journey. It is, it's mine has been such a beautiful process and such a healing process. And I just love this plant and want to share it with the world now. Perfect. Well, this is a good place to start. So I hope everybody enjoys the week and we will chat again soon. Thank you so much again, Brandy, for joining me. Thank you. Bye.